This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Oh yes, welcome everybody. Ears up podcast. We are back on the air on the YouTube channel, on the podcast networks of the world. Uh, We're here for you. We're here for you. We're here to give you knowledge and... uh, I don't know. Maybe eat some hamburgers if you want to cook for us. I don't know. I'm hungry. I, I wish. Yeah. I just started realizing like I'm hungry, and then now I just all I can think about is food. Yeah. Yeah. That is the problem with with the time that we start and having a child. It's uh, it gets complicated <laughs> when it comes to eating. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Uh, it really does do that. Uh, before we get to our usual blah 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 that we like to do here on the show, uh, mainly it's me and everyone else just listens because that's all I do is just go blah blah blah. I wanted to bring on Kate from the Walt Disney Family Museum to talk to us a little bit about their virtual escape room. Uh, now Jeremy and I had the opportunity to attend one of these for the um, <clears throat> Disney Media. You guys, wow, we are officially Disney Media. How so fancy! Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. We are we are a, a real thing. Um, anyway, so I wanted to bring Kate on uh, the line here with us to talk a little bit more about it. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. I'm so thrilled to be here. And hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're welcome. You're very, very welcome. Yeah. Uh, so, Kate, how long have you been working at the museum? I've been there for just over a year, so I started oh, nice. working about six months before the shutdown. <laughs> oh boy, super fun! Yeah, <laughs> not just navigating a new job and a new institution, but a brand new, a new normal. That's another uh, buzzword I think yeah. we were talking about for this year. Yeah, was the uh, the virtual escape room sort of a pivot because of COVID, or was it something you guys were were planning anyways? Absolutely. Yes. So we were hoping that we would be able to reopen in the summer, that this would just be a quick (laughs) shutdown. When we started realizing it would be a little bit longer than we hoped, we started looking at ways we could combine online group experiences with Walt's stories and the escape room just blossomed into a reality. Yeah, I I liked it. You know, when I when I got that press release uh, from you guys, because, again, Disney media we get right. official press releases, which is, you know, an email. But um, <laughs> I was like, what a brilliant idea. Like, this is the kind of cool stuff that comes out of, of an unfortunate circumstance, which is the, the, the most simplest coat I could put on the pandemic. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, is seeing this kind of stuff, and I think it's really cool. Um, so for those of you who don't know, well, actually, why don't you just go ahead and explain this escape room a little bit, um, and we can, we can talk about my experience. Get it back to me for a second. Back to Jason. Yeah, as fast as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so it is an online virtual escape room. We welcome your group on a Zoom room, some kind of video call. Either myself or another one of our amazing facilitators uh, are your guide. So we're a live, in-person, customized guide, and we introduce the experience and then get you started on our website. So all of the clues and all of your passwords and everything you need to solve. We have this amazing website that's been created just for that. It is really cool. It's it's very interesting um, to to do because we sort of all got in this room and it was Jeremy. I brought Jeremy along uh, kicking and screaming. No, he was actually very <laughs> excited. And then a few other folks from like Disney bloggers and influencers, I guess, is still a thing. Yeah. Um, and and uh, other podcasts and stuff. And um, 
you know, we're all just hanging out in the Zoom, and we're like, how do we, how are we going to do this? And Kate's like, well, here's the the website. So you click on the website, and there's and Kate, forgive me if 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 I sound like I'm going to spoil something. Just I'll make sure to scream at me. In or something. Yeah, please, because I don't want to do that. High pitch scream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <It's> perfect. <laughs> um. Because you know, I don't want to ruin it. it. Was it was a lot of fun? But basically, there's there's photos and there's clues, and you got to solve the clues based on the photos. But there are some red herrings, oh, things that don't nice. make any sense. That's um, right. Here are my notes. I took notes. Oh that's it. wow! That's all you get. I love it. That's all you get. Here we go. Ready? Notes. That's it. Um, and I was I was honestly very surprised. Um, which sort of sounds like a backhanded compliment, but it's really not. If you know me, it's really not. It's actually a very good compliment because I'm like escape room. I don't know. It sounds cool, but but in the context of going to a place and doing it, I'm like I don't. That's not me. But virtual, I'll do anything virtually. I think that's great. Right. Anything you can do in your pajamas. Yeah, and and yes. well, I had to change my shirt, and um, I had a great time doing it. I thought it was it was really really done very well. Um, I thought you brought a lot of energy, and I was like, I was actually, I had this thought while you're doing. It, I was like, I could never work for the Disney Family Museum. <laughs> There's no way because I don't have that like tour guide, like, hey guys, let's get you, let's keep everybody involved in the thing, and like, you know, whatever, yeah. right? Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun, and and I wasn't also sure how the group. You know, there's no knowledge. I mean, Jeremy and I obviously knew each other, and a couple other people knew each other too. But how do you how do you coexist and solve problems with people in this space um, without knowing these people? But it was actually really easy. It was it was I don't know. It was it was very uh, it was very cool. Uh, so everyone was really neat um, in the thing. And like I said, Kate, you you did a great job uh, pushing us along and kind of you know uh, getting to the nuts and bolts of it. So did you? Did you plan the escape room? Did you do the puzzles or? I did. Yes, oh, I nice. did. Wow. Come up with the whole, the whole spiel. Yeah. Start to finish all the puzzles. Um, and I'm so gl- I'm really glad you enjoyed it and um, found it, found it engaging. You guys did have a, spe- you know, kind of a specific circumstance. We don't get a lot of groups that no one knows each other <laughs> in the groups. Um, and even if you do, we do, yeah, we do a couple of icebreakers. We try to, get everybody on the same page before you have to go solve these puzzles. So I'm just really glad to hear it. it, it you guys kind of work together as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very cool. Was it your idea to do that? Uh, it was, I was wow. really struggling. I think as all of us are, was trying to find a virtual event. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> no shade to any other virtual events, but we're all getting really bogged down with the video thing and the same kind of, rhythm that mm-hmm. it has and we wanted to shake that up so I, we really looked at ways to keep it as engaging as possible um, another way we do that is through the team challenges your team was so great you only needed one of those um, but that's how we give people hints in case you are completely mm. stuck um, we don't abandon you in the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah peace out <laughs> are you getting a lot of of interest in the virtual room we are. Yeah, it's good. our most popular virtual offering by far. We have a couple of other team building offerings and just some general virtual tours yeah. that we're working out. But this one, an actual activity, yes, it's it's selling like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I had a great time. It, it was it was a lot of fun, and I could definitely see. I, actually, I got off the the line and immediately went up to Taryn's office and was like, "This is, you know, they build it as as like a team building thing." And I always thought team building. The, the the term team building exercise was kind of like uh, I don't know it didn't really mean anything right yeah. but this I could definitely see it's like a bonding experience with your teammates because the way that you built in Walt's you know sort of life and 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 legacy I suppose um, there's little clues about Walt's life and stuff from the museum that you didn't really necessarily know about or whatever and you don't have to go to the museum or have ever been to the museum to do this thing either. You just need to pay attention. You could not even care. Absolutely. You can care nothing about Walt Disney. It doesn't matter. You can still right. do this. You can still bring, you know, your boss or your coworker on. They don't. It's not Disney centric. It's Walt Disney life centric, but based off of photos. That's cool. Right. So it's it sort of transcends any excuse you have not to do it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm actually going through my email right now. I can't find when you invited us to do this, Jason. Oh. So when are we? <laughs> 
this for years up now? Uh, yeah, because no, I did not before, not before. But the past is gone. The past is gone. I'm in the future. <laughs> would you We're say do this is uh, umbrella ears up team building experience? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> would you say the past is in the past, and I should the let past it go? Is in the past, yeah, yeah, you should let it go. <laughs> Don't hold it back anymore. Come on. <laughs> Uh, well, how many how many rooms do you have, Kate? How many versions of this do you have? How many? We only have one right now. Okay. Um, and you nailed it. So we wanted to create a room that even if you had no level of fandom with Disney, which I know to us is like, how yeah. could you? <laughs> <laughs> but those people exist out there. And so we wanted to offer them an experience as well. Yeah. So like you nailed it, Jason. We came at it from more of like a historical sense than like a fan sense. And I think uh, that's the way to go. You know, reading yeah. that and going through it and processing. I think that's why I was so impressed with it, to be honest, because it's easy to go. Here's you know, here's a, a Donald Duck thing, or here's Mickey Mouse doing his thing, or whatever, right? But you didn't right. you didn't do that, and and you know, you're 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 tying it back into the point of the Walt Disney Family Museum is to focus on Walt's life, not necessarily the Disney things that we all know about already, right? Exactly. Yes, yeah. there is still plenty of Mickey, but yes, yes. not yes. around him. Yeah. Uh, Walt, uh, here's Walt's <laughs> shoes and they're tied in a specific <laughs> pattern. Are they, uh, are they, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, where can people learn more about the virtual uh, escape room and, and, and how to you know contact you for more info? Absolutely. So we are on all of the social medias at Walt Disney Family Museum. Please check us out. Uh, we have a website that's dedicated solely to the virtual experiences that we offer because in addition to the escape room and the team building menu, we also have animation classes and um, interviews with some amazing artists happening. And it's a wide range of prices and experiences. So we put it all on one page. It's waltdisney.org backslash virtual dash experiences. And that's where you can find all of it. Perfect. That's awesome. That's awesome. Perfect. Kate, thank you. I'll let you go and, and free up the rest of your night. Thank you very thank much you for joining guys. us. This was such a pleasure. Thank you. I hope to see you in the museum real soon. Me yes. too. <laughs> let me tell you about it. Yes. All right. Bye. Excellent. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, it was cool. You guys, uh, you guys would dig it. You guys would have dig. You guys would have digged in on it for sure. Digged it on it. Yeah, we can do it whenever. Whenever Terrence, you guys have you started taking the uh, the animation classes yet? <laughs> <laughs> do I have access to kick her out yet, or is it just you? <laughs> never forget. Never, never forget. forget. Hashtag never forget. Never, Hashtag never forget. Gosh, that's so good. <laughs> And actually, as I was saying that, I was picturing that picture. I don't don't know what's wrong with me. I do. I literally sat down today, and this is no joke, sat down today and wrote a song in three minutes. But I can't draw. (laughs) I'm like uber creative over here, but I can't draw. Like my stick figures are horrible. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well... You're a talent. Eeyore isn't that bad. You know it's Eeyore, so it's not that bad. Actually, I thought it was Winnie the Pooh on fire. Shut your mouth. <laughs> look, everyone, it's, I... ba- it's Baymax with hair. It does look more like Baymax, actually. <laughs> does, yeah, what? That's Eeyore? <laughs> Beverly, shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is really good. I, and by good, I mean... Just it's been awesome hanging out with you guys. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> By uh, the way, when Kate yeah. was on, I started like giggling because your your screen name on this on this live stream is socially awkward Bob Iger. Socially aware. <laughs> socially aware. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought about changing it. I was like, first of all, I don't have time to be creative for another thing. And then uh, second of all, I don't. What do I care? You know. It was funny because like we're doing the thing. We're doing the the escape room and. And uh, you know me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just be funny. I'm trying to get some. I'm just, I'm trying not to be myself, which is hard. So I'm trying to be like Radio Jason, <laughs> which is even weirder. And at one point, we're like working for working through these clues, and I'm like, wow, now I know what it feels like to be in QAnon. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> but what sucks about it is like six months ago, that joke would have been, and I would have felt so good about it because I would have felt like the smartest person in the room. But like now, everyone <laughs> sort of knows because of what happened at the Capitol, or whatever. It's like. 
QAnon sort of now mainstream media. Um, anyway, <laughs> R.I.P. The so now uh, you're not as cool. Now, now I'm not as now cool. Now you don't. Now you so, don't like you don't like QAnon anymore. So like QAnon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing the only. Uh, I for, I forgot to to to, to uh, whip this thing out, but I'm wearing my only. Um, my only political t-shirt. That's <laughs> true. My Palpatine Vader 2012 election shirt. It's the only political shirt that I own. So I thought, damn, today, that's an old shirt. It's old. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know, right? I think I've only worn it like four times. Anyway, let's get to the, let's get to the show, everyone. Uh, you can find us on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Send feedback on the show to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions. Go to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi. Hi. Anything else? Me, Jason, earsup-podcast.com. Um, hold on. I wasn't ready. I wasn't. First of all, hey, let's drink. It's okay. time. For the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taryn. Taryn. How come we say that we're going to like eat chicken for dinner, but we don't say, oh, I'm going to have cow tonight or I'm just going to have some pig? Anyone? It's fair. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, what's the difference? I mean, people say we're going to have ham. Yeah, that's not that's not the same. Don't you call pigs hams? No. Who calls a pig a ham? I think the difference is there's multiple cuts of pig and multiple cuts of cow. Chicken breast. But chicken is still just chicken. Why is this dude all that? You're not going to say I'm going to eat a breast. So that's weird. You're a cannibal at that point. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have some breasts tonight. And then I'll have some food. Like, yeah, I mean. But I feel like just birds, like, I feel like, like we should give them a little more respect. Put some speck on their name. Yeah. Speck on their name. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ne- yeah, I'll write a letter to someone about that. Yeah. Respect. The colonel, I guess the colonel. Respect the, at the yeah, neck. I thought it was fair. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, look what I just found. Check this out. Check this out. Wait, where'd it go? I oh, can't here think it twice. Here we go. Think twice. <laughs> Oh no! What did you do? I broke it. Um, <laughs> it's a Why playback it slider, and I was like, "That just Jordan. didn't really sound very good." Oh, jeez. Um, anyway, did you break you it forever? No, 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 no. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Um, well, it was a good Terrence thinks. Speaking of Terrence thinks, uh, those Patreon supporters that are at the twelve dollar level are up, are about to get a brand new things Taryn googled. I got up. Off my lazy butt, and I did this for Jeremy. So <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you're welcome, Jeremy. Yeah. Well, and then I realized like only the Patreon folks have access to the to the things Taryn Googled, especially from last year, the 2019, the very first one. So I think I might make that public. Sure. The very first one. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, and we'll push it out, and uh, you know. See people, uh, people enjoy it, but I think it's going to be pretty good. You guys don't, uh, you know, it'll be a good time. So that'll drop for your Patreon rewards um, at the beginning of next month. That's how Patreon. It's the billing cycle. I don't know, whatever. Um, anyway, before we get uh, moving on the show, I want to remind you guys about Concy Ears. Go to concyears.com. That's C O N C I E A R S. They spell ears the proper and correct way. And that's just uh, that's why we like them over there. But anyway, they were they will help you plan your Walt Disney World vacation. They will tell you exactly what you need to do to go to the parks. Get your tickets from them, even if you already know what to do, even if you already understand. Maybe you don't want any dinner reservations, let's say, because they'll help you make that. Or if you don't want any ideas about, well, what park should we hit first and what's our order of our operations and all that kind of stuff. Even if you already know how to do it and you're just going to get tickets, buy tickets through concierge. Uh, they support the show. They're our travel partners. They will help you uh, uh, 
support us and, and keep us you know going here too. You're supporting a, a bunch of good people over there at Concierge. So uh, grab your tickets through them. No matter what, if you need help planning your vacation, they are there to help you do that too. And it's no extra charge. That's the beauty of it. There's no extra on top of the flat ticket rate. That is what it is. So everything that they do is bonus because they want you to have a good vacation. So even if you're there, like Bev, you're going. Um, are you just blowing kisses to Sam right now? Abby, she's saying oh. goodnight. That All makes right. much more sense. That makes much more sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, if you're you, when you're at Disney World, you're at the parks, and you want to try to get a reservation somewhere or whatever, you can just email them or text them or call them up, right. and they will make it for you. They'll do it for you. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I they they told me to pick out a couple places that I wanted to go to, and they gave me like a list of the places that are kind of harder to get reservations to. So, okay. you know, choose from the list. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, and other than that, yeah, just fly by the seat of your pants. Nice. It's cool. a lot of flying. Um, so anyway, concierge. <laughs> are you serious? It's not funny. You guys are both terrible people. <laughs> she left. She's gone. <laughs> she left. I did not make a joke. Yeah, but you laughed. Because it caught me off guard. <laughs> I didn't even laugh at all. You guys are just so rude. Oh, I'm sorry, Pam. Did she actually like hang up? Hang up? I don't know. Okay, there there she is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beth. I can't swear on this show, but I want you to know what I'm thinking. Well, uh, we're doing the secret show tonight, so maybe we can we can intro we can start the secret show with uh, you teeing off. I'm disappointed in you, Nathan. You're better than that. <laughs> You're right. No, he's not. No, I'm not. No, he's not. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, Uh Feedback, Taryn, do we have any? We do. All right. Okay, buckle up, you guys. This one is from Celia, which I really like that name. You guys are hilarious, and 90% of your opinions are wrong. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. That's it. That's actually generous. That's what she has to say, and I think she's accurate. Yeah. She's 100% accurate. 100%. Wait, that's legit all she said? That's all she said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's one of my favorite feedbacks. <laughs> I love it. It is it is very succinct. We are hilarious, and most of the time we're incorrect about any opinion that we have. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. Was that all the feedback? That was it. Okay, perfect. If you want to support the show and uh, 90% incorrect opinions, head over to <laughs> Etsy.com slash shop slash Coveyers and uh, grab some uh, Disney adjacent shirts and uh, you know help support the show we have a mask or two i don't know uh but patreon.com slash ears up is the best way you sign up for as little as two bucks a month that definitely helps keep things going on keep helps keeps things going zizons is sound like alice thank you uh over here at the show five dollars and up though you have access to the secret show which is what we're going to be recording live tonight so if you want to get in on that action you still can um oh i haven't posted the link yet well, don't worry. I'll do it right in the middle of this show, everybody listening live. I apologize about that. Um, and then, you know, $12 and up, you get a whole bunch more. So all the tiers, you get a whole bunch of stuff. It's all listed there. Um, and the best part is it's all back catalog, too. So if you join now, it's not like you don't get access to all the stuff you missed. You have access to, what is it, three years, probably, of secret shows? Something like that? I mean, it's a lot of secret shows. They're all shows. there. So if you're still looking for content and you want to listen to stuff and you get a cool drink recipe out of it, um, patreon.com slash ears up. $5 and up. There we go. That's where we want you. Um, you can find us on the Google News app. Go to the uh, following section and search Ears Up and uh, follow us on Google News to get the the most recent blog post. Eric from uh, Concierge, Years, also uh, Supreme Resort, has been writing a bunch of blogs and news stuff for me. So that's uh, really uh, – I appreciate it. He's doing a good job because I am not uh, – I don't have time to do it right now. But I, I definitely want to get back to writing some stuff. So, uh, But he's keeping us afloat over there. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. Uh, all right. Let's see. I think that's all the house cleaning we have. Uh, Taryn. Yes. It's a show for you tonight. It is. Woo! All right. What are we talking about tonight? I didn't even intro it. No. So today we um, are talking about the history of the Viewliner. The Viewliner? Which... What's the Viewliner? Exactly. It's a thing that not many people have heard of. I had not heard of it until I randomly came across it one day. And um, let me just say that it was um, this. Let's call this an addendum to the history of the monorail. Okay, I love it. So here we go. All right, driving 
flying, boating, bobsledding, inner tubing, riding a train or a doom buggy, captaining a ship, or steering a canoe. These are just some of the many forms of transportation that you can find at Disneyland. Now, since the beginning, the method by which a person gets from one place to another has been one of the most common types of attractions at our favorite park. While we may not think about transportation uh, as much these days, in the 50s when Disneyland Park opened, transportation was on everyone's mind. Engineers were coming up with lots of new ways to get around, and Walt Disney wanted to showcase all of this at his park. At the time that Disneyland opened, nearly every conceivable form of transportation was represented. Steam trains, fantasy trains, rockets, ships, boats, cars, you name it. But Walt, unsurprisingly, felt something was missing. Luckily, in the early days, there was plenty of space in the park. And in fact, there was a quite large space that had been previously taken up by the Mickey Mouse Club Circus, which was so poorly attended that it closed after only 10 months of being open. So what would be the perfect attraction to go in this empty space? Well, a train, of course. (laughs) Now, even with the Disneyland Railroad and Rainbow Cavern's Mine Train and Casey Jr., Disneyland just didn't have enough trains. Walt now wanted to showcase a train of the future. Now, maybe you're thinking, okay, well, we've already done the history of the monorail, so what gives? Well, we're actually not talking about the monorail but we will a little later. Before the monorail opened, there was a short-lived train attraction called the Viewliner. This train was on a two-rail system and consisted of two streamlined trains running on a continuous loop between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland and passed by several attractions along the way, including the Motorboat Cruise, Junior Autopia, Regular Autopia, the Rainbow Cavern Mine Train, and it even paralleled the Disneyland Railroad at times. So if this train is going to literally pass by two other trains, then why do we need another train? Right. Well, it's simple. It's cheap, it's easy, and it'll take up space. I love it. Now, Walt tasked uh, Bob Gurr with designing the train of the future with the intention of it being a short-lived attraction with an inexpensive track. Now, this was partially because Walt was aware that technology, especially in transportation, was always advancing, and he wanted an inexpensive attraction that could be easily refurbished or replaced with a new, more modern version, eventually. (laughs) Right. In 1956, airplanes and automobiles were the way people got around. The railroad industry was suffering, and as a way to try to combat this, General Motors came up with an aerotrain an experimental, streamlined, fast train that averaged 100 miles per hour. The hope was that this new modern train would bring back some revenue to the industry. Now, around the same time, in 1956, the Santa Fe Railroad began testing out their own aerotrain with the hopes that it could become a commuter transport. And considering Disney's earlier relationship with Santa Fe Railroad, now if you remember, the Disneyland Railroad was sponsored by Santa Fe at the beginning. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be beneficial to both Disneyland and Santa Fe for them to create a smaller sort of test version of the aerotrain commuter. This was an easy partnership. It was a total no-brainer. And so was born the Disneyland and Santa Fe Viewliner. That was its actual name. But I'm just going to call it the Viewliner. Now Bob Gurr built the engine cars for the Viewliner at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. And he really sort of hodgepodge these together. He used Chevrolet V8 gasoline engines to power the cars. And then pulled windscreens, doors, and instrument consoles from Oldsmobiles to complete the design. Now, meanwhile, the passenger cars were built by an outside vendor, and each of the two trains consisted of a locomotive, four center passenger cars, and an observation car. Hmm. The Viewliner was built to one-half scale and ran on a smaller-than-normal track, which was 30 inches. Now, for reference, the Disneyland Railroad runs on a 36-inch track. Okay, okay. There were two separate 5,000-pound trains on a staggered operating schedule, meaning that each one would leave its respective station at Tomorrowland or Fantasyland at about the same time so that each could arrive at the other one without them ever meeting or causing a delay. That makes sense. That'd be awkward. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Each train traveled at a speed of about 30 miles per hour, 
But that's actually equivalent to about 120 miles per hour if it were a full-sized train. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask. That is just what it said. Well, yeah. If things were bigger, it would be faster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. All right. Um, Gerd did use Aerotrain as inspiration for the aesthetic design, drawing from many aspects, including the modern oval on the front that housed the front lights and the sleek chrome siding of the passenger cars. Now, if you can imagine for a second that sort of like hot rod style car from the 50s or I mean, my first thought was from the Grease movie. Um, The Grease movie. Grease. Okay. Thank you. I mean, you got Zorba the Greek. That's what I thought Not immediately. Greek. No, no, Greece. Right. Um, Greece Lightning. Mm. That is... <laughs> go Greece Lightning. Go Greece. Exactly. Da-da-da-da. Well, that's sort of what the locomotive train car looked like. It had that okay. kind of look, the kind of sleek, hot roddy sort of design. And um, then the, the actual passenger cars had a similarly sleek look, but they actually looked a lot like our current monorail cars and the tomorrowland train was painted red while the fantasy land was painted blue hmm. now around the time that the viewliner was running makers of the real life aero train for whatever reason couldn't seem to figure out how to iron out some technical issues and these issues negated their promise of 100 mile an hour speeds leaving the aero train as simply a pretty but regular train and even though the aerotrain was cheaper to build and operate, those savings were not passed on to the customer, leaving them with little reason to opt for this train, as opposed to other easier and faster modes of transportation. So the aerotrain was just dead in the water. Mm. Now, did this lack of success in real life have any influence on the viewliner being shut down at Disneyland so quickly? I mean, probably not. It likely had much more to do with making room for larger, more exciting attractions. The Viewliner only ran for a little over a year and closed uh, on sep- in September 1958, when construction of- on the Matterhorn and the submarine voyage began. But its very existence did make way for one of the most recognizable and long-running attractions in the park, the monorail. The design of the monorail most certainly drew inspiration from the Viewliner, as the passenger cars looked very similar— with the streamlined smooth siding, wide windows, and the color scheme. Similarly, the mechanics of the passenger doors of both the Viewliner and the monorail are nearly identical. And before the monorail track was extended to the Disneyland Hotel in 1961, it actually was confined to almost the exact same area as the original Viewliner. Oh, not bad. So what I find actually most interesting about the history of the Viewliner is that Walt never intended for it to be a long-term ride, which to me shows what an interesting businessman he really was and how he truly did believe that Disneyland was never finished. Like, that was really his intention the whole time. He seemed to very specifically want an attraction that could take up space and be relevant, but that wasn't expensive because he knew that he was going to want something new and more modern as soon as something, which he wasn't aware of that at the time, became available. Now, whether this is pure genius or dumb luck, that is certainly up for debate. But at the end of the day, Walt once again got exactly what he wanted, a train of the future. Very good. Thanks. It's a little short, but it's... Well, but there's not... What, what it ran for, lot. what, three years, something like that? No, it ran a for a year, a year and like two months. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to do? I mean, you can't really do anything about it, right? Yeah. Start making stuff up. Basically, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I. Um, it was interesting. I mean... I'd never heard of it. Never heard of it. No. And I'm a so, historian. I'm a Disney historian. <laughs> what I keep You're thinking about is that like the monorail goes about 40 miles an hour, but it's like super smooth. Yes. Right? This was like a legit train going 30 miles an hour. It was, but it it wasn't a steam train. And so because it was powered by a car engine, I think it honestly drove more like a like an automobile. Rode like a car. Yeah. Mm. That that's my thought. Obviously, I don't know, but It's crazy. I wonder what happened to all that stuff. I don't know. And they pulled it out and did whatever, you know. Put it back in the old mobiles that they took it from and just 
drunk. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's such a trip that like there was an attraction that was only there that was there for less than a year, like an entire train. Like that just seems like such a a waste. Yeah, a I, waste. Yeah, it, yeah. And I I feel like it, it wasn't. It was just sort of like uh, I, what am I trying to say? I I feel like the reason it's gone has probably more to do with operation than it did that Walt didn't want it there. You know what I mean? Because that's a, a year and whatever. That's a lot of money and a lot of time spent on just developing the thing, much less, you know, putting everything together and doing all that kind of stuff. So that's just, I mean, Walt did want Disneyland to change, but he was also, you know, I think he understood the value of labor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. That's a weird one. It's weird. And it's just also strange to me. Like, it felt like sort of grasping for ideas that you're going to put a train that literally drives by two other trains like <laughs> he like, liked trains man I, I know he liked trains but like man like those early days like how did disneyland become successful i mean it's like it's like if i'm mean, trying to figure out another another celebrity that was sort of had the same clout as he did back then but now like tom hanks i don't know um hanks land yeah i mean who else who else could draw who else could draw that? Like, what's a comparison? You know, Elon now? Musk, Musk Land, Musk World. That sounds creepy. I don't know. He's yeah. kind of weird. Sounds stinky. Sounds like it me. Sounds smelly. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like me in high school. <laughs> Not it, must. No. Musk. Yeah, Musk. Musk. Same thing. Um, Musk still a smell. It's very musk muscular. Oh God. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you guys get what I'm saying. Definitely it's not. it's it's the same. <laughs> it's the same uh <laughs> same thing man it's just you know he already had a built in i mean he was a superstar by the time disneyland was even constructed yeah. so it's sort of like can't fail at least with the first 6 months and then you have to rely on whatever in the park to really that's true keep it going i mean i'd probably go to brad pitland pitland right next to musk world <laughs> Same thing. I'll go to Musk World on my second day. I'm not as excited about that. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, <laughs> Dolly Parton has Dollywood still Dollywood. exists and is a thing. That's true. That's true. People, uh, there's no shortage of things for people to go to. Um, we need to, uh, here's a word from uh, our close personal friend. Mr. Sean O'Sullivan. Hello, it's Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery, and we are proud to announce a fresh addition into our Hell or High series of beers with Hell or High Pomegranate. Our California Bay Area brewery has done it again, creating a crisp and refreshing wheat beer that pairs well with the season. Hell or High Pomegranate is made with real fruit and is sweet with a slightly tart finish. It's a perfect beer to enjoy during this time of year and can brighten any rainy or wintry day. Behind all that soft and elegant pomegranate flavor and aroma is a wonderful wheat beer with its biscuity, light, bready notes, and at a mere 4.9% alcohol, is quite enjoyable. Hell or High Pomegranate is available across the country where 21st Amendment beer is sold on draft and in cans. That's right, cans. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I was going to do the read. And I was like, ah, I just I just cut that today. Like, I just made that for him. So, sounds good. Um, I wanted to play it because I was sort of proud of it. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm sort of proud of it. And that was Sully doing the read. I was like, bro, can you just do this? Because like, I got to do it for my other job. And it's like the whole show for my other job is all me talking. And then I have two other advertisements that play <laughs> on the other show with just me doing the voiceover. And so he helped me out. That's nice. Yeah, it really is, man. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hang on, everybody. It's ears up. Gee, sorry, guys, but that guy bought 14 churros. I'm all sold out. show uh all right let me get back to my agenda here for a second we did the view liner let's do a little bit uh and i mean a very little bit of something i like to call this march in the past present and future with all the news that's fit to cover it's the ears up disney news We actually have quite a bit of Disney news to cover, and so, uh, you know, it's up to you guys how long we go. What right. do you think of that? Here's the thing I want to just, let's get it right out in the open. Oh, boy. Let's get right out there. Let's just really, you know, pull up our sleeves and really get into the nitty gritty. Um, I was, I'm already wrong on <laughs> my, um, 
my predictions for this year for Disneyland. I love when you're wrong. I, I'm sorry, but I do. Wait, was, am I wrong now that I think about it? Was this even had to do anything? Yes, you're wrong. You've to- you said it to me like three times. Yeah, I know, but I can't remember now. Anyway, Disneyland has canceled their annual pass uh, program. You. S- yep. Yeah. Which is, um, I don't know, crazy, but also, yeah, of course. Is that what you were wrong about? Yeah, I thought so. Didn't I say something about that? Now, now I don't know. Mm. Well, no, I it don't wasn't that. You're wrong that. about something else. Yeah. I was wrong about something else that just happened. Yeah. What else just happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, let's just say I wasn't wrong then. No, no, no you're definitely no, you wrong. You're definitely wrong. Well, it's in my texts. I'll find it. All right, you <laughs> Thank please you. Do. Um, <laughs> Disney announced today, well, this is not today, but uh, they're canceling the Disneyland annual pass holder program for all existing and new pass holders effective immediately. Pass holders will be refunded the appropriate prorated amounts based on the amount of time left on the pass beyond the date that the parks closed last March. Yes, Beverly, go ahead. Hall of Presidents. Oh, That's yeah. right. Okay, we'll get to that, too. All right, don't worry about that one. Uh, the Disneyland Resort President, Ken Potrock. It's a good name. Yeah, I guess. Uh, shared that there would be a replacement <laughs> membership offering in the future, uh, but here is the statement. Quote, we want to thank our annual pass holders for their understanding during this closure period. Due to the continued uncertainty of the pandemic and limitations around the reopening of our California theme parks, we will be issuing, I don't know, I feel like he's an issuing guy, uh, appropriate refunds for eligible Disneyland passport, resort, annual passport, passport, passports, and sunsetting the current passport program passport. <laughs> we are currently developing new membership offerings that will utilize consumer insights to deliver choice, flexibility, and value for our biggest fans. First of all, when's the last time Disneyland utilized consumer insights to deliver us what we wanted? Yeah, right. Never. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. view liner? I don't know. um anyway i thought it's a it's a good idea because of all i mean think about the the time that they're they're paying these cast members to like sit and go through all this crap it's just one of those things that like we don't know when we're opening why are we still pushing people back and giving credits with to keep track of all that system just wipe it clean um but the thought is that they're not going to bring them back they're going to do something else well, they're going to do something else. He said uh, developing a new membership offering. They're not saying, like, this is temporary. Right. They would they're say, not saying it's temporary. You're right. They would say it's temporary if it was temporary because they know everyone's going to flip out. Yeah. I see it coming back without the Southern California Pass being there. I think it just gets to the point where they can have 100% capacity and run like normal is when they'll bring it back. Because you can't bring it back now because you don't want to have – you can't have an annual pass – and also 25% capacity because people are going to flip out over that. I think when well, things are back to normal, we'll see it return. And they also had those two passes that were virtually the same, but one mm-hmm. of them was a reservation. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. you have to make a reservation regardless. So you have some people paying $800 and some people paying $500 for essentially exactly the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and um, I did, I, I read something somewhere that we should not expect them to come back anytime soon because they don't need to they don't make money they don't make as much money on passes as they do on individual tickets so until people stop buying individual tickets which is going to take a while because the demand is going to be so high we're not going to see those come back for a while there's no there's no reason to right there's no reason to but that sucks (laughs) well that's a really good point though that really is a good point you are going to be paying full price until they determine that you're not going to be paying full price. I wouldn't be surprised if the parks opened and there is no, um, you know, quote unquote discounted way, right? Like if you if you really milk the annual pass program, you can get you know discounts, right? You hit a certain number of entries and then it's free. I, I would be surprised if they do that before then. You know what I mean? They they want you paying full price. You got to go and give us your money. A couple months, two, three, six months, maybe. Oh, I think after Disneyland's a- open, then maybe they'll be. Here's how to like e- ease off a little bit, but I think it's going to be years. And honestly, it's the annual pass program. <laughs> in whatever I read, um, which made a lot of sense to me, it's the annual pass program that actually pushed them towards this because they kept raising the price. They kept raising the price, and people weren't canceling. And so they're yeah. like, "Oh, people will pay whatever whatever we ask them to. So if we take this away, they'll pay full price. They're still going to come." Yeah, for sure. I think they might take away the payment option. 
I, I think they're I don't think that they're gonna come back for I'm I'm gonna predict uh oh here we go three years from the time Disneyland opens yeah I, I, that's fair actually I don't see them I don't see them coming back with the Disneyland annual pass program Mm-mm. it'll be a no. they're calling be, it a membership program it'll be something like it'll that. be something similar but it won't be the same thing but that's what I'm saying I don't yeah. think any of that's coming back for three years that's my prediction yeah I don't think it's coming back. Oh, you're saying they're not going to have any sort of membership program at all for three years after? I think it's way too long. I'm saying six months. I'm saying, but I'm saying they don't need to from a business standpoint. They don't. Well, I don't know that. I mean, it it depends on what the initial rush back to Disneyland is going to be. I think they're going to be at capacity for 10 days. I've already I'm on record as saying that, so I can't really talk too much about it. But I think after that, it's going to kind of dip. I think Disneyland, without those annual passes, they they. I don't want to call it an attendance problem, but I think the the access to the park that the annual passports gives sort of props up the population of Disneyland. If they well, remove so- that, th- th- I don't think they're going to have as many crowds. They're not going to have as many people in buying stuff. And remember, the passport is is a way to get people in to buy crap. It's yep. not even necessarily about admission to the park. It's about buying food and souvenirs and stuff like that. Yeah, but the people with the passports aren't the people who are buying that stuff. Incorrect. That's, that's why they don't think, want them. I think, I think they totally but are. think about all of the um, the AP only uh, popcorn buckets and all the stuff that you see on eBay. People are going in like droves to get stuff. And so yeah. even if you have an AP, I'm willing to bet on a given day you still spend fifty to sixty bucks at least on food, let alone any merch above that. I mean, because you you look at the great deal SoCal residents got on their yeah. passes, and SoCal residents make make up half of the population of Disneyland at any given time. So uh, there is a correlation there. Well, and they hate Disney hated those. Yeah. He they don't I mean that was what I read and it was I, yeah. I wish I could remember so I could reference it, but like somebody from Disney was quoted saying like the SoCal passes they they don't spend money at the park. Mm. They come to the park all the time and so they're up in capacity, but they're not That was just never money. my experience when we would go with people who had those passes. But you know, anyway, Bev, what are you going to say? I was going to say that I think personally, I think that I think they're going to we're going to see a return in some sort of membership or passes quickly because I think Disney is anticipating this huge influx of people as soon as they're allowed to open their doors. Mm. And I don't actually think that that's going to happen. I 100 percent disagree. Well, you have to also take into consideration people don't have money right now. So how are they going to just open their doors and people are like, oh, I haven't paid my rent in eight months. Let's go to Disneyland. But there's a lot of people. I mean, people people are stupid, but. (laughs) There are people who are traveling from Northern California to go to downtown Disney to shop. Yeah. With that being said, I think a lot of people will go there. If you can actually go in and enjoy the parks, they're going to pay. And I think we will see the influx. And I'm not sure what the percentage is of annual pass holders to out-of-town travelers on any given day. I don't know if it's 50-50. If it's 50-50 AP, 50-50 um, daily tickets. But no, There's I no think, way to know. They'll never release yeah. that for sure. But I think you're still going to see a bunch of people there. As soon as it opens, oh my God, there's going to be a bunch nuts. of people. Forget about it. Uh, yeah. And some people are also talking about like they're probably going to redu- get rid of single rider lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, live shows, You know, those are sort of already um, gone. Character meet and greets, they haven't resumed at Disney World you know, already, but uh, you know, I don't know. Disney world is such a different animal, bro, because in, you know, Florida is just s- straight up, not reporting numbers still. So it's, and now there's new, they're not even reporting, um, how many people are overdue for their second vaccine shot. They just stopped reporting it for no reason. So they're just, who knows what's going on over there. But by the time that, that Disneyland opens, I feel like we're already going to be a little bit better with our numbers, so maybe you can do some reduced meet and greet thing. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Hmm. It's hard to say. It's hard to speculate. And anybody who claims to know what they're talking about about that is uh, is lying, except me. Of course, I know what I'm talking about. Um, you guys want to talk about millionaires for a second? Sure. Super relatable content. <laughs> yeah. Bev, you're talking about nobody has any money. Um, Disneyland disclosed the total compensation for its top executives in a year that saw the company hit hard by the pandemic right after Chapek took over as CEO, of course. Uh, the Walt Disney Company has disclosed the executive compensation 
for Bob Paycheck and Executive Chairman Bob Iger for the company's latest fiscal year, which ended October 3rd. Chapek, who was elevated to the CEO role in late February, has been with the company, blah, 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 blah. His compensation package for the most recent fiscal year, which is 2020, compensation. This is not just pay, right? This is okay. not salary. Compensation, $14.1 million. Wow. Wait, but what do you mean it's ju- it's compensation? It's not pay. What do, what do you mean by that? It's compensation. It's like bonuses and stuff like that. Compensation is just all your money that you make. Oh, are, well, st- are stock options rolled into that as well? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I don't work for the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter. I'm sorry. Uh, Iger's compensation for the most recent fiscal year amounted to $21 million, compared with $47.5 million for the previous year, which is 19, and $65.6 million in fiscal 2018, which was boosted by a stock package that Iger was awarded as incentive to remain with the company past his originally planned retirement dates. Uh, in a letter to shareholders, Disney's Compensation Committee wrote that the company's 2020 compensation plan was, quote, made to motivate executives and recognize them for their unwavering efforts and leadership throughout the pandemic, while taking into account the pandemic's impact on the financial performance of the company and the broader employee workforce. Hmm. I don't know, man. Um, and then uh, they're sort of touting that uh, Bob Iger donated $5 million to small businesses impacted by the pandemic. He still cleared 21 mil. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. The last year he made 47 mil. Do you think he's really relying on that compensation package to get through the next year? Nah, no, he's good. That's money that's literally not being touched. He's living off of salaries he probably made 10 years ago. Jeez. But $5 million. I mean, you know, that's uh, great. I wish that, like, I wish my life I was worried about $5 million. <laughs> Dude, I know, right? Oh, he's not worried about anything. Well, that's for, yeah. That's for sure. Um, as CEO, this is a quote from, um, I don't know, Disney. As CEO and during one of the most challenging environments of the company, uh, has faced Mr. Chapek adaptedly, ad- adeptly, excuse me, managed the enormous disruption to the company's business while at the same time restructuring Disney's media and entertainment business to fuel the long-term creative and financial growth of the company. But that's not like, it's not like he was like such a genius for doing that. It was such a duh. Like yeah. anybody... Anybody that was in that position should make that exact same call. Well, they were going to do it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't think that anything that what these two freaks are doing is worth multiple millions of dollars. It's just not. And to only donate five million to small businesses. The, the, clearly, the Disney company has enough money to pay people the fifteen dollar. Like, we come on. What this is just? It's all bullcrap. In lighter news, Disney Plus is bringing the Muppet Show to to its uh, streaming service. All five uh, seasons of the Muppet Show are going to be on Disney Plus, and I'm uh, nice. is that I'm, the old one? Okay, mm-hmm. eh. the old school one is so good. What it's are you talking good. about? Eh. Taryn is. I don't know the one that, broken. The one that we watched was kind of like meh. Well, the first season of any show is not great. Yeah, I mean, I'd give it a shot. I mean, keep in mind, this is a show about puppets. Like, it's not yeah, going to be, know. you know, but it, <laughs> but they rely on the guests and the writing to really make it fresh. And, and it, it really comes in its own a little bit. Uh, apparently, Wally Bogue was on one. Oh, that's So nice. that's cool. There was, so check that there's out. There's a movie I saw, but um, they were in, like, New York. Is that a thing? The Muppets go to New York? Yeah, Muppets take Manhattan, if okay. that's what you're referring to. Still, yeah. the the Muppets that was on like uh, ABC or whatever, like a couple years ago, that's like the greatest one. I, I it's it's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, amazing. Yeah, it was fine. So Chip funny. is the greatest no. character ever. <laughs> yeah, Chip is fine. He's funny, but it's not it the greatest. No, the, the Muppet Show. Anyway, if you don't like Muppet Show, I feel sorry for you, brother. <laughs> I really I do. I like the Muppet Babies. Oh, Muppet Babies are so good. Um, I think we got time for, let's do two <laughs> more things. We'll do two more and we're going to get out of here. Bev, here's one for you. Oh, okay. Disney World has a new grilled cheese sandwich that's made with donuts instead of bread. You've already called me, first of all, that's disgusting. <laughs> and you've already called me fat tonight. So I did not call you not, fat. I did not call you, you fat. You implied that I have a big seat of my pants. Yes. Which implies that I have a big rear, which implies that I'm fat. Not Is necessarily. 
Do I look like J-Lo to you? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the one that said it. Neither Talk did I. boy. He's yeah. the one that made the comment. Well, but I didn't bring J-Lo into this. He's not my boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is not a term of endearment in our world. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, let's see. Walt Disney World just keeps upping its game as a go big or go home food debt. Ah, this writing That's is disgusting. Awful. That's- Imagine writing that sentence and thinking that was cool. Uh, From an over-the-top secret menu hot dog with peanut butter and bacon, just dropped on TikTok to half-pound cookies commanding 11-hour waits. Every time we open Instagram, Disney World shows up with a new trending dish, tempting us to ditch those New Year's resolutions. But also, you're writing about a friggin' sandwich. Like, what are you going to do, right? Tempting us to test fate and (laughs) our cardiologists. Yeah, anyway, check it out. It's it's a giant donut. With, it's a grilled cheese donut. That's what it is. It, has, it, it even has a glaze on it, too. It's like the whole the whole thing. It's a friggin' grilled cheese donut. No. Ugh. A, no. It's like the Monte Cristo on crack. It's bigger than this person's hand. Ew. It looks disgusting. That's got to be like 5,000 calories. Oh, my God, dude. I would love to get the calorie count on that because that is insane. Wow. I mean, look, we know grilled cheese isn't really the best for us anyway, but I mean, come on. That's so good. Um, here we go. The last story is going to be a twofer, um, and it's uh, our friend Jeremy over at SpectralRadio.us. He was uh, he was online the other day. He wrote an article. Rumor. Oh. As much as we like to like make fun of people who do that, he just goes ahead and, and just and it does the rumor, like in all caps with a full <laughs> colon. France expansion bathrooms to open imminently. This is Jeremy writing now. (laughs) According to sources inside Epcot, the park is preparing to open up the restrooms in the new Ratatouille expansion area before the attraction itself opens as an alternative to the upcoming closure of the bathrooms in the neighboring Morocco Pavilion, which are expected to close for refurbishment soon. I just want to point out it's a run-on sentence. Um, (laughs) It's been rumored that the conditions of the Morocco Pavilion were left in a bad state following the departure of the company that previously managed the pavilion before Disney recently took control. Upon the takeover, Disney has allegedly assessed that the pavilion needs a refurbishment in many areas following discovery of the poor conditions, particularly in the restaurant. The opening of the new bathrooms in France will be a welcome addition to the guests as the pavilion has lacked a sufficient public restroom facility previously, short of the ones inside the restaurant. So that was his rumor mill. And then um, when the new story came out that said the new France pavilion expansion restrooms open now at Epcot, he just retweeted in all caps like, told you! That's so Jeremy. I could just hear it in his in his voice, but uh, so Jeremy. So Jeremy with the scooperino about the pooperino. <laughs> poop. And the new France Pavilion restrooms are open as part of the Ratatouille expansion. Jeremy called it. Jeremy broke that story. Good job, Jeremy. Like a sewer pipe. <laughs> Let's do one more. Uh, Jim Gaffigan joins the cast of Peter Pan and Wendy as Mister Smee. I'm okay. I, ca- I could see that. I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. not. I'm not necessarily a Jim Gaffigan fan. He's not funny. He's the Pop Tart guy. Pop. No, he's funny. He's funny. He's, he's not hysterical though. Yeah. Uh. No, Hot Pocket guy. He's the Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Pop Tarts. <laughs> Pop Tarts. <laughs> see. Yeah. <laughs> Donut grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Ew. Pierogi. Anyway, um, that was it. I don't really care anything else about it. Um. <laughs> But uh, he looks like a Mr. Smee, so cool. Great. Hmm. That's it. Thought I'd share that with you. And then uh, we'll do the other one later. Let's give everyone a little break. Um, All right. We are going to get out of here, everybody. But I did promise you that I would start bringing back facts of the show. (gasps) Oh, new year, new Jason. That's right. New facts, new me. Something. Um, so here's the fact of the show. Let me get my outro music going. Hold on a second. There we go. Uh, in the early days of the planning for the submarine ride at Disneyland, several models and mock-ups were created, including an actual test pond. So Walt and the crew could set up a small piece of what the ride might be, and they could all see how things looked underwater. A large plate of glass window was set up to look out into this lagoon. So that's really all the the information I had, but it sounds like they dug a lagoon in Disneyland somewhere to test 
how the ride would look underwater. Huh. So I could just see Walt behind this large plate of glass looking out underwater to see how these dumb effects would look actually <laughs> underwater because it's going to look different underwater versus whatever, right? I thought that was cool. Never heard about right. it before. The Test Lagoon. Huh. That's awesome. For the That's submarine cool. ride. Yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks to Kate for the uh, from the Walt Disney Family Museum to come on. I uh, really appreciate that. Thank you, everybody, in the chat. Uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, uh, go over to Patreon. You should get the link for The Secret Show if I did it right. If not, you're going to have to wait till 930 when we know for sure if it doesn't work. And then I'll give it to you again. It'll be fine, but... Anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. Thanks a lot to Concierge, and thank you very much to the 21st Amendment. Do not forget, please never forget, to ask for the 21st Amendment beers wherever you find good craft beer, like uh, DCA eventually. Yes. Uh, Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you.